When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All would be awesome if, if, you know, that call is made. But, you know, I played the game and... And I played it because I love it. It was my job. I mean, I didn't I didn't play for any recognition. I mean, any of these guys or you guys that covered me know uh, I, <laughs> I wasn't the first one to jump up and, and do interviews after the game, you know. So I, I just played it because I loved it and I was good at it. But uh, all the recognition stuff, man, that's just the bonus part of it. I love Kevin Williams. I feel like he's selling himself short. He wasn't. I mean, he wasn't like the most media friendly guy ever, but I, I don't. I feel, I feel like he was always sort of reliable. Like you, could, you could count on him to give a temperature of the room when he played for the Vikings. He understood. He understood his role in life and on the field, and he was a really good player. But yeah, he was never cantankerous. And the one thing that I will give him is, if they didn't play a good game, he would talk. Mm-hmm. I, I seem to recall that there was the debacle in two thousand six after. Marcus Robinson had been released on Christmas Eve against the Rams, Phil. And I think that you covered that game, too. And I seem to recall that Kevin was among the Vikings players who basically stood up and said that was unacceptable and an embarrassment. And good for him. So, yeah, he definitely understood. Like, he didn't seek us out, but that's fine. Who cares? But he definitely talked. And he was, I'm telling you, I think he's not a Hall of Fame player, but I think he's in that next level he was damn he was, good he was really good great three technique yep he uh and man if that, that he was drafted during the draft in which the vikings missed their pick right worked perfect and it winds up yeah it winds up working out pretty well so this is purple daily daily vikings entertainment in podcast form anywhere you find podcasts scorenorth.com and the scorenorth app are the two just central hubs for everything we do at scorenorth phil mackey judd zilgad executive producer declan goff and uh, every week we jump into the Purple Daily YouTube comment section, for better or worse, and we uh, we take some of your questions, your theories, your critiques, either good or bad. And so, boys, let's jump right into it here. Okay. Presented by our friends at TCL. Enjoy more of what you love, TCL, if I didn't already <laughs> say that. Now I said it twice. Uh, Scott Lundberg with the first comment. He says, have the Vikings altered Kellen Mond's technique to make him less robotic with his throwing motion? It looks like his throwing motion is smoother from what little video I have seen. I'm guessing the video that you've seen is from Judd, who's been out at practice. That's me. Just following Kellen Mond around. Artiste, Judd Zolgad. So I guess that's more of a question for Judd. 
How does Kellen Mond look after watching him in a couple practices? Well, first of all, I, I mean, it's two days of a non-contact practice. So it's hard to say. And I certainly can't give you a definitive answer. But as I told you guys a couple days ago, Kellen Mond looks to me like he belongs. He looks comfortable. Um, he's not getting a ton of snaps. So I, the thing I love about this is the element of time and patience exists. This is not a, oh, my God, Kellen Mond has to be prepared to play by week three because you know he's going to start because he's not. Uh, if, if all goes according to plan, he probably won't take a snap during the course of the 2021 regular season, which is a good thing. But he doesn't look overwhelmed. He doesn't look like he has no clue. He looks in the drills that I saw him like he is like he is comfortable, and he looks like there is definitely time to, to teach him. So I, I would say this. If you're looking for him to be his his um, skill set or his uh, mechanics to be reworked, that's not a like tr- um, OTA minicamp thing. That's a year thing. That's going to take some time. Yeah. So I would be hesitant to say that his mechanics have been changed. Are they working on his mechanics? Yes, they are. Um, but again, the most important thing to me comes back to this. You have the ability to be patient here and not to rush him and not to put pressure on him. And I think ultimately, if he is going to develop into a starter, that's a huge win as opposed to saying he's got to play in 2021. Sounds like they just they want him to loosen up a little bit, right? He's got that he's got that Jimbo Fisher, like <laughs> high and tight, you know, robotic. I mean, get the guy a couple shots of yeg before he jumps out to practice. You know, loosen the guy up. A little, little seltzer. Yeah, come hang out with me. I was say, I'd go seltzer before <clears throat> I went seltzer, yeg. A little seafood. Yeg, he come might out. just pass out. Come out. Yeah. Uh, the, I will say when it comes to just the you know, first impressions of Kellen Mond, saw this quote come across from the Pioneer Press. Offensive coordinator Clint Kubiak on Kellen Mond, quote, he's a hard worker and he loves football. Football is his life. He's going to kill himself before he's not prepared for practice or for a meeting. Football. So he's willing to sacrifice Clint might, himself. Clint might want that yeah. part of the quote back. Uh, but, you know, I mean, a lot of this is just sort of cliches, and a lot of guys love football and work hard. So, you know, you're not the only one. But I think there there have been quarterbacks in the past that have maybe come up a little bit short in the loves football or works hard categories. And if those two things are true, or even one of those two things is true, then you're not going to be a star. So it seems like he's he's passing some of the early tests in terms of what does it take right. to eventually be a starter. But this is still so far. This is not a 2021 thing by any means. And the ability to have the time to be in the background and work on mechanics and delivery is huge. If If Aaron Rodgers gets drafted by a team that in 2005 puts – him in, his story is different. Like, they mm-hmm. spent years, years reworking his mechanics, and he turned out to be great. But the point being is, one of the reasons why on draft night I liked, or on the second night of the draft, I liked the idea of a third-round pick is the fact that there's not that first-round pressure, which exists now for every, I think, first-round quarterback. Yep. All right, uh, next comment here from Purple Daily YouTube. George Jefferson says, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> Kirk, uh, moving on up. Kirk Cousins will prove he's top 10, maybe even top five with real offensive line protection. Um, so your thoughts on it, let, let's say the offense, let's say Darius Hall pans out. Let's say Wyatt Davis pans out. And this thing is, just, you know, it's not the best offensive line in the league, but it's not 28. Let's let's say it's a top half of the league offensive line and he's got those weapons 
um, what is sort of the ceiling for where Kirk would be perceived to be ranked among NFL quarterbacks? This is why I'm excited. And this is why I, I love the fact that they now, through the draft, have addressed the line about as much as you possibly can. And look, Dakota Dozier, hopefully not starting, will be a big deal. Because this is what removes the excuses. And this is where we find out. I do not agree on the surface with the fact that he could be close to a top five guy. Uh, could, could he be fringe top ten? Absolutely. He might be right now. But you know what? Prove me wrong. You're being given the the ability now through the um, offensive line improvement through right Thielen and Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Irv Smith. You are being given every chance. Grandland over to Grandland, back to Suter. You're being given every opportunity now to prove me wrong. That's what I want. Prove me wrong. Win a Super Bowl. Go do it. It'd be great. It'd be nice. So so. I don't I don't agree with the sentiment, but you know what? This is this is the year to say Judd Zolgad was an idiot. Kirk Cousins is one of the top three quarterbacks in the National Football League. Dex, what about you? What's if if the offensive line's better? What's what's the ceiling for Kirk in terms of where he could rank? Uh, I, I would still even if Dershaw is an improvement and Wyatt Davis is an improvement, I still probably put him at like eight. I, I I think he'll he'll be like the eighth to seventh best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, the, the the best part about the offensive line being reworked and hopefully being better is, again, there's no excuses. There's no excuses yeah. as, as as to where Kirk Cousins can be if he has an improved offensive line. Yeah, I think what's tough about the top, and I just pulled up here because um, we did my one through thirty two starting quarterback rankings, and I had Kirk thirteenth going into the training camp portion like the summer. And what's what's tough about some of the names in front of him are they're either bona fide Hall of Famers like Aaron Rodgers, and we'll see if, if he winds up even playing, uh, Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, and or they bring a level of mobility to the table along with the big arm and other things like Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. So now on this list, some of the names above him that he could definitely pass if he's got the protection, the scheme, everything is sort of tailored to what he needs. I've got Dak Prescott above him. He could pass Dak. Ryan Tannehill, he could pass Ryan Tannehill. I've got Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is going to be incredible, and so people took issue with this. But, yeah, like he could easily. He's better than Joe Burrow right now. So, um, But I think Joe Burrow, when it's all said and done, once he gets into the season, is going to be really dynamic and amazing. So he could pass him. Kyler Murray kind of depends. Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, like those are some of the names. Those are just such dynamic mobile quarterbacks. They can make off-schedule plays. They're not as reliant on having a great offensive line necessarily. But he could jump into the top ten. I think we all agree on that for sure. Now go do uh, it. All right. Damn it. Next comment here. <laughs> Trader Rick has jumped into the Purple Daily YouTube comment section. He says, Declan looks like he sits at the park and watches little kids play with a mustache on. What the bleep, Whoa. Dude. That's harsh. That's super. That's weird. That's a weird insinuation to make on anyone, dude. That is. Uh, three freaky. triple says Declan is right to be scared of horses. They Thank have you. dead shark eyes and will stomp Thank you, you to death with their hooves. Thank you. I grew, Listen, this horse slander. I grew up on a hobby farm with five horses. Okay. Did they step on my feet a couple times? Yes. Did it hurt? Yes. Do they have dark eyes? Um, and look to eyes. kill people with their hooves, shark eyes, whatever. No, no, it's, it's horse land. Just stay inside. Uh, Baron Shadow says, I think y'all do a fantastic job of making realistic opinions while also staying optimistic. 
for Viking success. We appreciate that. I think that's, that's I think a, we would all agree. He's in the minority, but thank you. <laughs> uh, Evan Downs says, I think maybe the two rookies on the offensive line may become an excuse. Your thoughts on that? No excuses. That's my that's my comeback. I Here's how I'm going to look at the 2021 expected starting offensive line. All right? There is no one on that line who is lower than a third-round pick. And they're all Vikings picks. Two first-round picks. Ezra Cleveland, who's going to play left guard, was a second-round pick. Yeah. Wyatt Davis is a third-round pick. Brian O'Neill is a second-round pick. So... No, I'm not going to have, unless you have injuries and you find yourself having to plug in guys who stink, I am not going down the path of, well, the rookies, they're, no. You know what? And by the way, by the way, the quarterback's contract is the reason why you had to draft to, because you would have signed a veteran guard, a really good one, if you had the ability. You didn't, and that's fine, but you can't now hide behind, well, you know, Christian Derrissaw is a rookie. There's nothing, no, it's a first-round pick. Play like a first-round pick. It's a it's a bed that you chose to make, right? For when you know some of the other contracts that are on your books, you're going to have to, you're not going to be able to have a ten to fifteen million dollar established stud veteran at every position. You're going to have to find some bargain bin signings like they did on defense, correct? And you're going to have to lean on some young players at certain positions. Every team, for the most part, has to do something like that. I think you know one thing that we can talk more about once we get into the daily training camp grind and we get to see some of the progress. The Vikings have not been good at developing their own offensive linemen throughout the years. Now, Brian O'Neill is definitely one that's made it. And he's he's become, from second-round pick, like Judd said, undersized and sort of a project second-round pick. And he was pretty quickly thrown in the fire, and now he's one of the better right tackles in the NFL. But after Brian O'Neill, there's a long list the last handful of years of whether it's a first-round pick like Bradbury or whether it's some of these you know, take a flyer on a fourth, fifth, sixth round right. pick, the Drew Samias, et cetera. Right, that didn't work. They're they're just not milking these guys. Like, they're not maximizing their abilities. Yeah. I don't know if it's a coaching issue, if it's if it's just identifying guys that are too much of a, of a project, but it's, you know, you look up and down the offensive linemen they've drafted the last five years, and it's not exactly a laundry list of successful development stories. Mm-hmm. So, But, I mean, the, these are not now late-round picks who, who you thought might be good and aren't. These are high draft picks. So that's your line. Go. Make it work. Pass protect. Yeah. Don't <laughs> suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, wow. These, these guys are on fire with some of these comments. Uh, Tronning28 says, write that down. Uh, Mackie loves the smell of his own farts. Where, <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to plead the fifth on that one, actually. Where are these comments coming? The where, where are these comments? Why, why do people I say stuff to, like that? I choose to keep my fart-smelling information private. <laughs> I think okay. you should. I think you should. I'm not going to comment on mine, and I'm an open book. <laughs> uh, so Ryan good. Q says, I appreciate all three of you guys. I get the purple I need every day. Uh, I get a good laugh by some of the stuff you guys come up with, and it renews a major goal to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before I die. Skull to the bowl. We appreciate Skull the comment, the Ryan. That's pretty uh, good, Ryan. Is the faithful says, what I appreciate about you guys is you have Minnesota sports PTSD like yes. the rest of us, and it shows. Yes. Yeah. And it's genuine. Like, it's real. Yes. It, it's in us. It's no. not this act. Like, it is real. Like, we've seen it. Yeah. I mean, you have to be, Stardust. like, Judd's 51 and 
barely remembers the 70s Super Bowl runs, right? I mean, you were like like late No, 70s. I barely remember the last game. I have no recollection of the first three. Zero. So basically, if you're under the age of 51, you know, you the no Lynx re- have brought some championships, but you don't have any. There's there's really no. The 91 World Series. I mean, the 91, the 87 the and 91 one. World Series. That's the, that's the, so there are people, what, in their 30s who have zero recollection of the professional men's teams in this town winning a meaningful championship. Yeah. Declan, what was your first Vikings memory? Like, what season did you get hooked on? 2000. 2000, my first Viking. I remember bits and pieces of the regular season, and I remember the win over the Saints at the Dome in the divisional round well. And I remember, obviously, 41 Donuts the very next week. I remember that. Yeah. Those are my first Vikings. So memories. you don't even recall 98? I don't. I was only five and a half. Wow. So, okay, okay that's an in, it's an interesting time to sort of enter Vikings fanville because for those of us that, that went through the 98 heart wrench, the 2000 season, it was – you never really fully bought in. Like if you watch what happened in 98 and then in 99, you never fully bought into the 2000 team. It was always like, all right, this is, all right, it's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. They're, they're, I agree. All right, with we'll that. see what happens. Right. I agree. With that but if you don't really remember the 98 season, I guess would like, do you remember? Did you just think, Oh my God, this team's going to win the Super Bowl in 2000 or were you just too little? To even uh, I mean, yeah, I probably didn't grasp it. I, and I think my father t- dude had tepid expectations, even though the Vikings, they were the favorites going to the Meadowlands. That, game, that was a bad, those were not, those teams both were not that good. Yes. No. Yeah. So, and I think they were favored, but that defense was not that good. That 98 team had been so damn good that by 2000, you're like, this team's okay, but they're not great. And then they're in the championship game. The Meadows at Mystic Lake invites you to play their award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic experience that both beginner and expert golfers will enjoy. The Meadows at Mystic Lake features over 7,000 yards of pristine bent grass fairways, trees and greens surrounded by acres of wildflowers and prairie plants. This oasis, just minutes away from downtown Minneapolis, provides a magical escape to nature. It's never too early to book a tea time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by the that was the hardest part about what the 1998 team did to a generation of fans because you you saw what a perfect offense looks like and it came short of the Super Bowl and so it was so hard for basically until Brett yeah. Favre arrived in 2009 it was so hard to even wrap your head around like well how could any of these other teams be a Super Bowl team and they weren't yes you know, it's like we saw what a perfect offense looks like, and they couldn't even make it to the Super Bowl. So, like, what's what's the hope? And like, the, what would you? The 2000 team as well sort of popped up. Like, it became fun, and but the conference was down too. The issue was the '98 team was meant to win it all. Like, totally meant to win it all. That team was that good. So, like, there was never I as that season progressed. Until halftime of the Falcons game, the reality was they're going to go to the Super Bowl and they're going to win it. Yeah, and, and there was never—I mean, they were what you would consider one of the dominant teams. Yeah, uh, two thousand nine like- came as close as you can come. I mean, it still wasn't that team to me, but the two thousand nine team came as close. But I mean, that—that's why—that's why, why two thousand seventeen, thirteen and three, and the uh, conference championship game loss at Philly was disappointing. I also did not see that team as like this juggernaut. 98 was a juggernaut. Yeah, we should. it would be fun to do because it, it does feel like over the last year or so since we've been on this Purple Daily show, um, we, we do have a lot of younger fans that have jumped on who either watch us on YouTube or have just discovered us for the first time in the last year. 
And and a lot of you guys probably weren't even conscious for the 98 game or you, maybe you were born in the mid nineties or the early two thousands or something. Uh, I would, I would love to see and drop us a line in the, in the purple daily YouTube comment section. What sort of shaped you as a Vikings fan? The 98 team shaped me as a Vikings fan for Judd. It was probably the Jerry Burns teams of the, no, it was Bud. Know, of, okay. So Bud, it was Grant, Bud. Yep. Late, Early seventies, eighties. Yep. Late seventies, and correct. and for Declan, it for Declan, it was more like Dante Culpepper oh, Dante. era, yep. into the Brett Favre oh nine game, yeah. yeah. And and so if you don't really remember the ninety eight season, you think oh, there's a bunch of old guys talking about something from twenty three <laughs> years ago, but like it shaped a, a huge generation oh. of Vikings fans and has made us the way that we are, yes. which is it, ugh, waiting, waiting for the shoe to drop. That team and Moss in particular shaped people who I don't think would be Vikings fans today if not for. That team, like I became a fan watching Bud's teams play, but it could have been Jerry Burns, it could have been Steckel. I'd still be a fan. I've always contended the '98 season and Moss um, actually drew in people who I don't think would have adopted the team at all. Not all of them, but some of them, if not for that particular club, because it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, All right. the the disappointed Vikings fan on YouTube. That's that is his or her screen name. At this point, the only thing I think the majority of Vikings fans are worrying about is the special teams. And there are many discussions to be had about the kicking situation. It always becomes a thing for every contending Vikings team. And so we will definitely have to dissect that at some point. But yeah, that is that is probably like the number one big remaining thing. It's like, who's going to be the kicker? Uh, what's the guy's name? Something Joseph. Greg Joseph. Greg, Greg Joseph. Joseph. Right, so come on down. If I was to give you going into the last month off till training camp, I'm not going to call him concerns. Premature to say that, okay? Three points of intrigue. That fair? Three points of intrigue. One is the adjustment on the offensive line to getting Dozier and Rashad Hill out and Darisaw and Davis in. That's my first one. My second one, the veteran players like Patrick Peterson, uh, who I think we assume are going to be fine, but really we should probably delve down a little bit more. So I'm in. I'm intrigued to see how guys who they signed, who they're counting on bouncing back, especially who weren't with the Vikings last year, how they bounce back. And then my third one, the kicker and special teams for sure, because the kicker really concerns me. Yeah, I would recommend a little insurance for that kicking situation. Mm-hmm. Federatedinsurance.com. You're so, you're so good. Look at that trade. Dex, look at that trade. It was pretty damn good. Is, they're here to protect Probably. your business. I don't know if they have any uh, kickers stashed away for the Vikings to take a look at, but you can find out how Federated can help stand behind your business. They like to measure the success of their business at Federated by the success of yours. They provide risk management resources and tools and all kinds of guidance and expertise. So if you want more peace of mind, Go to federatedinsurance.com, and remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't, it's hard to be confident in Greg Joseph. All <laughs> well, due respect. And it's the head coach, right? I mean, he literally breaks kickers. How else can you put it? How old is Greg Joseph? He's been around, look him up, he's yeah. been around for a little while. He hasn't kicked a lot of late. See what his deal is. 20, uh, late 20s, maybe? 26, 27? Yeah, he's going to turn 27 at the beginning of, oh, you see a South African kid, uh, Florida Atlantic, mm-hmm. and he is, in his NFL career, he kicked in 2018 with Cleveland, 2019 with Tennessee, barely. He just kicked extra points. 
Um, yeah, he was 25 of 29 on extra points in Cleveland in 2018 and 17 of 20 on field goals. So, right. yeah. I don't know. Well, first we'll miss. First miss. It'll be a meltdown. And then uh, you guys can choose your own adventure here. Would you rather dive into 500 plus comments debating vaccines or rap and see you guys tomorrow? <laughs> Ladder. Rap. Just remember, if Thielen or Joseph have to miss a game, your feeling about vaccines on a football level only will change. Yep. I'm okay if Joseph misses a game, but Kirk, Thielen, Harrison. Well, I'm just I'm just saying we need to I, – I think Purple Daily brought this discussion to light a couple of days ago in a very wise way, which is don't think of this politically, religiously, or personally. These are men who wear jerseys who you count on to play on Sundays. That's all they are. Their their families and personal beliefs be damned. Don't think of them as humans. <laughs> Remove the human aspect. Take it out. Who cares? I'm sure they're they great are. guys. Entertainment they, cyborgs exactly. sent here. Are they not to chase? If a you're going to be as brutal, bottom line as possible, are they not? Is that not what they are? I do like the way that you just draw a straight line between like I don't care what your human situation is. Yeah. I just care what your purple situation is. But that's the, can, that's uh, what Vikings fans, Republican, Democrat, I don't care. Yeah. They they all want Kirk Cousins to play on Sunday for the most part because that gives you your best chance to win. Well, it'll be great. It's a good segue because tomorrow Declan's going to lead yep. a, a political roundtable edition yes. of Vikings Vent Line. Yes. So just bring all of your political. What would you do with the budget surplus? Yeah. What, would, uh, <laughs> what do you think about sports gambling? Yep. All right. That's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. Please click the subscribe button on the YouTube channel and give us a five-star rating and positive review if you could on Apple Podcasts. Help spread the word. To other Vikings fans, see you guys. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.